All right, Ambush. Today, we are joined by an artist who is gearing up to release her debut full-length album. You may know her under the name of Rebecca Madamba, but you also may know her as a back. She has released music under both names, both tracks, both artists' name, titles are incredible. And this new music, ooh, ooh, it's even better than all of that combined. And we are going to be diving into some new singles and an upcoming album entitled Star Trails today with my guest, Bex. How's it going today, Bex? It's so good. Thanks for having me, Colton. Ooh, no worries <laughs> at all. I am very excited. And like I said, I am loving this new music, so I'm very excited to dive into it. But of course, I'd love to dive into a little bit of the road that leads to it, because of course, there was an EP that you released uh, a bit midway through 2020. And from what I can see, these songs were recorded or at least written around the time of April. It was when the wheel began turning for this new album. So what I'd like to know, of course, is last year was very difficult for artists and we had to adapt. So sort of coming out of that EP, your first true release of what this last two years has been, how did you sort of maneuver? How did you adapt to make sure that these new singles, that this next project was going to get the most illumination, the most light that you possibly could give it? I actually had an opposite experience to some artists where this was the first year that I could take on music kind of going all in, which I'd never done in the past. It was, I always wanted to take it seriously. I was always calling myself an artist, even though it felt like more of a back burner thing. So the previous EP Opposite Forces was a collaborative project with my sister, Sarah, and it was done um, with a bunch of artists in Toronto through um, spare time, basically. So for me, Star Trails, the album that was mostly written in April of 2020, um, came at a time where things had finally slowed down for me. So as somebody who hadn't really um, gotten out there too much on the music scene, I was finally able to like sit down and actually write and focus on one thing. So for me, it ended up working out to my advantage because I actually had all this time in the world to just focus on writing and the way my brain works, I can't be multitasking all of these things. So it actually worked out um, really well to just be concentrating just on songwriting for that full month it was a beautiful thing for me. <laughs> and then it brought out the most, um, the deepest writing that I've been able to do so far. So. Yeah, I think that takes us up to date. Okay, <laughs> I, wow. I don't know if that answered your question. I don't remember what the question was. <laughs> no worries. That's okay. It was a long question. That's all right. So basically, as you would say, is this time allowed you to sort of delve a little bit further into this craft to take a little bit more time to hone this ability, as you said, April. So did you take that entire month to sort of work on things or... What was, what was April specifically? What was the plan there? <laughs> um, so since I was, cause I'm previous to that, I worked multiple jobs. I was a barista in the city. So I was living like a really fast paced lifestyle, songwriting in between. So when I finally had this moment, um, I decided to give myself a songwriting challenge, which I'd done in the past, um, just to keep myself motivated. But because I was juggling multiple things, 
the songs were really bad. Um, but like little fragment songs, but I would basically write like moments in between on the subway. I would just jot something down, little things here, which actually ended up helping the April songwriting challenge. Cause I went back to those little pieces and worked some things out for some of those songs, but April, every single day, the challenge that I gave myself was every day, write something new, something fresh. Um, and I have, and like, I have to get into the zone of writing, uh, no excuses. And to keep myself motivated, I did a live stream every day. Didn't matter if nobody was watching. I would just hop on Instagram and just tell my fans, um, slash family and friends, Hey, I'm doing this challenge. Here's the song of the day. And I would do it every day at 1 PM just so that I had to do it. And I had to have a deadline because I need that. And, um, because yeah, I ended up coming up with some of the the best material that I've ever written, I think. <laughs> wow. So that, yeah. So you knew exactly like what type of person you are and just like how you react to things, what your workflow is like. So you built a system to hold yourself accountable. Just like, it's not just enough to say, okay, well, I'm just going to write 30 songs over 30 days, right? Where it's like, okay, no, like, I need to make sure this actually happens. You, like, actually committed and went for it. I love that. Thank you. Yeah, I need the the accountability is key for me because I love what I do, but it's just, it's so easy to just go so long without writing and then forget, like, oh, yeah, I love writing. Like, why have I not done that in a month or whatever? (laughs) Okay, awesome. So you mentioned that there was a couple lines and paragraphs from the past that maybe made their way back and maybe brought a little bit of inspiration. What other mm-hmm. things were you sort of drawing from during this month? What were you sort of getting to get you through every single day here? Yeah, well, yeah, because some days I had no idea what to write about. So I, I would really just pick like a t- I guess the same time it would have to happen um in the morning after I do my morning routine and just kind of wake up then I would just sit and like meditate for a little bit just to get into the songwriting zone and then I would just force myself to sit there until inspiration came um so on some days for example the song feelings that just came out as a single off of the album that day I didn't know what to write about but I was I was reading my horoscope over coffee and the horoscope read, Beck's feelings aren't facts. And I was like, oh, that's the song. And I got really excited. So sometimes I think just the ideas just came out of nowhere. Um, and I, I like the idea that, it, you know, things like that, like they're meant to be written or something. Because when you get a really good vibe off of an idea, you're just like, okay, that's going to make a good song. Because just like that phrase alone got me excited. So I'm looking for things like that, that make me feel something. Mm-hmm, <laughs> Otherwise, it's really, yeah, yeah. It doesn't have to be this giant life-changing moment that has to go into every song, right? It can just be something that you connect with, like a vibe, right? A vibe. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Because in the past, too, when I got into songwriting, it was things like that where like a traumatic moment had to happen. And then it like, I, in order to get the emotions out, I more so did the songwriting, songwriting as a therapeutic thing, um, which I think even like the April songwriting ended up being a little bit of that as well. Cause it ends up being a, like a little bit like digging in deep into your brain and your subconscious. Um, having that much time too, sort of, I think that's one thing for a lot of songwriters is the, having that slowdown of the hustle and bustle. It gave some people time to actually 
reflect on certain situations that maybe they didn't take the time to actually go through. So for some people, those were traumatic experiences, of course, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. To like to go. Yeah. So you're saying like to be able to go back to moments that were traumatic that you didn't have the chance to like actually digest mm-hmm. Yeah, completely. And I, I would say like some of the songs that came up out of that was just kind of like working through past experiences because we weren't going out. We weren't we were literally trapped at home in April. It was like the first initial phase of lockdown, at least in Toronto. Um, so I'm pretty sure that was collectively like we were all in lockdown together. So it was a pretty surreal time. And since we couldn't do anything, like I wasn't writing about any new experiences except for like randomly that one song was based off the horoscope, but I really had to take in each day kind of going back into my past. I trudged up things from high school days, like going, yeah, really going back in time. And it was nice to revisit because I think, I honestly think the the writing process going through that helps, helps release old emotions that are, you don't even realize are stuck in there until you write it out and think about it on an emotional level. Once again, that magical therapeutic energy that is music. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> so true. Ah, uh, I love it. And I love how this album came together, just as you said, sort of a songwriting challenge. And then, of course, these were written last April. When exactly did you begin to put these songs together because you teamed up with producer James McLeod, another Toronto individual. So how did you end up getting connected with James? And when did you guys actually begin to put these together to release them? Yes. So there are a couple of songs on the album that weren't written in April. One of them being Supergirl, which was written for my niece, Charlotte, um, shortly after she was born. So that would have been 40 years ago. Um, And I remember, so after I met James, through another artist who um, she was having a single release downtown Toronto back in, I want to say January, 2019. So right before lockdown hit and he was the, her producer. Um, and so I just remember ma- making like mental note of that. Cause I really liked the production behind it. So I just noted that in my head. And then I ended up needing somebody to finish up the production for the EP that me and my sister put out the opposite forces one that came out in 2020. Um, So I ended up connecting with James to help with that. So we ended up getting that finished back in February, right before lockdown. So we very fortunately met at the right time. Otherwise, I don't I don't even think this album would be um, produced like the songs may have been written, but I don't think I would have an album to show for it at the end of this year um, had we not met. So it's kind of serendipitous that way. (laughs) I like to think. Okay, so yeah. With it still sort of being lockdown on, lockdown off, lockdown on, lockdown off for this new upcoming album, were you actually able to get into a studio at James or did you do the home studio sending files back and forth type thing? So on the niche, so, oh, I forgot to finish the part about Supergirl. So after he did the production back in February for the opposite forces, I ended up just because it worked so well, like the, the, just like the vibes were so great and the flow was so good in terms of collaborating together that I was like, Hey, like, do you want to like hear one of my songs? So I played it in the studio and we ended up making a demo that day. And pretty much what you hear on the album is the demo that was created within a couple hours. Um, minus some like little bit of post-production and it was insane and I loved it. Um, so that's, that's why it ended up being like, okay, this is, this is my go-to person for the rest of the album. But, um, 
So that was lucky that we had that demo to start with. And that was kind of like the beginning of the album, which I didn't know was going to be a thing. It just kind of happened because we started um, co-writing together as well. Um, So the songwriting challenge in April ended up being like, we were both doing it simultaneously at the same time. Another thing to keep motivated and in between just to help brush up my songwriting skills and learn from somebody else, we would do Skype writing sessions, um, which was writing sessions in general was completely new for me. And then to have to translate them through Skype was um, not as challenging as you would think it would be. Um, It ended up working out really well. And that's how we worked, at least for the lockdown. And then I can't remember when things started slowly opening back up. And then we had access to the studio. But at that point, we had created a bunch of demos just through our songwriting sessions online, um, which was amazing. (laughs) And then we just had this repertoire of stuff to kind of work with and pick and choose for the album. Uh, So as soon as things opened up, you were both ready and raring to go. Just like, come on, we got to get in there. We got to get the recorder. We don't know when we're going to get kicked out. Come on, come on, come on. (laughs) (laughs) It's kind of what it it felt like a rush because you just didn't know, right? I'm sure we were all feeling that anxiety of like, oh, like these projects are never going to get out there. They're just all going to be half finished. (laughs) Yeah, it was exactly like that. Like, fingers crossed, this doesn't get shut down. So after that feeling of the rush, after that feeling of the anxiety, you (laughs) sit on the songs for a little bit and have a different kind of anxiety, I'm sure. But of course, (laughs) with fall began to bring some new backs to the world, kicking it off with Skyrocket in August. And then, of course, two other songs that you have mentioned here today as well with Supergirl and Feelings. I'd love to dive into a couple of these tracks and you mentioned two of the songs here so far so i'd love to dive a little bit further into them so supergirl being this one of the songs that was written a little bit more in the past a little bit more of a uh, personal connection with a, a family there so mm-hmm. is it just a deep connection with this niece uh what is it exactly about her that made you want to write this <laughs> anthem for her well, I wrote an anthem for her little brother as well. And this is, bear in mind, like my first niece and like, it's my only niece and nephew. So they're, of course, like, like all of like the energy is directed towards them in terms of like, I'm their, I'm their aunt. So that was, it was, it was exciting um, to have a niece and nephew to be able to write these songs for. So Oliver was born first. So I wrote him a song a couple years prior. So of course I had to write super Charlotte a song. Um but I also just like the idea of kids when they're so young and um, like their brains are so malleable and impressionable to be able to grow up with a song that is specifically about them. Like who has like some people have that, but not a lot of people have that. I think it's a rare thing. So I like the idea of them knowing like this is about me and that's such a feel good anthem and mantra for them to have. I tried to keep it really motivational, tried to keep it really inspiring for them. So that is something that they could listen to. And feel like, wow, like, um, just to feel special. And like one of the lines in Supergirl is don't let anybody bring you down. And because I remember at the time too, in February of 2020, I was going through my own like ups and downs. Um, so that line was a personal accord for me. And then I wanted to instill that into her as well. Like, don't let other people bring you down. <laughs> hmm. Taking some of your own personal lessons and passing them on. 
Yeah, you can think of it that way. <laughs> for sure. Like and it's, it's a very lovely gift for sure, too, because like you say, who has that? And it's definitely something that like you can carry forever, which is like really, really cool for sure as well. So like that's yeah. very thoughtful gift. Like, wow. <laughs> oh, that is incredible. So is she old enough to sort of have like an idea of what the song means to her? Does she have like, well, what is her reaction to the song? She like, she kept a pretty like blank expression. Like you don't know what she's thinking, but I think if I look back to when I was four or five, cause she's, she's four. Um, I think that's when I started retaining memories too. So I think that's when I, yeah, I, I feel like it's gotta be special. <laughs> like, even if it's going to take her a couple of years to fully like understand the meaning of the song. Um, I think if anything, she'll, she'll just feel special that it's for her <laughs> and just for her. <laughs> the meaning of it will evolve over time. Yeah, true, true. Mm, beautiful. Very beautiful as well. And another beautiful feeling that I see is the song Feelings and the line that you mentioned earlier that uh, captured the idea of this song because... Not, it's uh, definitely truth for sure. <laughs> so take us a little bit into sort of evolving one line out of a horoscope and yeah. making it into a full track here. Oh yeah. So that one, I guess, um, like stems from like, I guess, personality trait of just reacting from your emotions, um, which I think is a human thing to do. We all do that. Um, like that's just very very human but i guess that whole time period and that song um period of time was very self-reflective and i started to notice just through the process of writing i started to notice traits about myself of um, just repeated patterns and just reacting too strongly off things that you don't fully understand in the moment until hindsight so the idea of the song is just about slowing down and just taking in what's happening before you let your emotions control the situation because everything's so subjective and there's so many variations of emotions for everybody and it's so complex. So to get through the song, it was just me kind of delving through those moments in my life where I feel like it's almost like I didn't see something. Um, and if I only I'd like slowed down and thought a little bit clear, maybe I would have done something differently. Um, so it's a song about evolving and becoming a little bit more self-aware <laughs> realizing that there's two sides to every story type of thing oh, yeah oh yeah <laughs> very important lesson indeed for sure as i'm sure most of us definitely have had our moments where we get caught up in the moment of things because it's uh it happens for yeah. sure. So uh, definitely a beautiful message once again to be uh, putting out into the world. An important lesson, as I said. <laughs> and of course, both of these tracks come off of your upcoming debut full-length album, Star Trails, which you recently announced the release date for. So without telling us too, too much, of course, what can you tell us about this? upcoming album here all right well um all like like I, I was saying before all of a lot of the songs not all of them come from that songwriting challenge um so you're gonna get a lot more from that just it almost has a certain vibe so the the vibe of skyrocket 
feeling Supergirl. I'll take on almost like a different, a little bit of a different style, but still, still capture like that same vibe, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Um, so you're getting some variation because each song, because it was never intended to be an album at first, but then the songs and it ended up connecting, I think, because it came out from mostly from that same period of time. And it ended up becoming so cohesive that um, I was like, okay, this is going on. I really want it to go on vinyl. That's kind of a dream that I can't really say for sure if that's going to happen yet, but I'd love to have this on vinyl because the way, even just like the order of the album, I think it's meant to be listened from beginning to end because I put a lot of intention behind the flow of each song. Um, And from the beginning to the end of the album, I think it's a a roller coaster ride of emotions that I'm hoping the the listener will experience. So I'm excited for that because then kind of brings it back to more of like the old school way of releasing an album like to make it more of an experience too, um, as a whole, um, versus single by single, which I was doing in the past, which is fun too, but mm-hmm. it was kind of fun to just kind of treat it as a full project. So you're getting, you're getting a roller coaster ride basically. <laughs> hey, sometimes there's more story to tell than three to five minutes, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know, like what else should, should I share with you about that? Like you heard skyrocket. That was the first single release. And I would say like, it's one of the moodier songs and there is a lot of moodiness to the album. So when I realized that was happening, that's when I started incorporating some more upbeat stuff because I wanted the tone to also be uplifting. So you're getting, um, there's side A, side B, side A is a little bit more uplifting, side B gets a bit somber, but then it ends on an uplifting note <laughs> is all I'll say. <laughs> like, <laughs> so as you mentioned, a little bit of a roller coaster yes, there. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Ah, I like it. Taking the audience for a, a ride for sure. <laughs> love it. Love it. Galaxy ride. Oh, uh, yeah. All right. Well, if people want to continue to join you on this journey, this galaxy ride, how exactly can they do so? Well, I've been connecting with a lot of fans um, virtually through through live streaming. So if you want to connect with me kind of one-on-one or not one-on-one, but like a little bit more personably because um, you can chat on there with me, I stream um, pretty frequently through a site called volume.tv. So you can find me on there and then you can find links because the album will be released on all major streaming platforms, but you can go to my webpage thebexmusic.com where all of the streaming links will be um but if you want to connect a little bit more personally i recommend tuning into some live streams because there's going to be a special event as well online virtually for the release of the album so i'd love to have people there oh you're doing a uh, sort of a cd release party type thing yeah yeah exactly but i think virtually just because like that's how i've built my audience this year because this is like I was saying before, the first all in year. So it's all happened online. <laughs> no live shows. So I, I decided I I love the idea of doing a live show um, in the future for it. But I think for now, for the release, I just wanted to keep it really inclusive and have people from all over. Well, and those who have uh, been along for the journey of this album's creation as well, right? Sort of exactly. a... Uh... A nice uh, chapter close to that part as it moves into the next part of everything. Yes. Awesome. Awesome. So you mentioned connecting 
with you on volume. So you're doing much more than just performing songs on there. Then you're actually sitting, talking with the audience. You're getting to know each other. Is there any like other fun things that you're doing on while you're live streaming? Just music so far. I am trying, like I was doing covers, but my channel is more specifically songwriting. So because um, I did the songwriting challenge last year, I've been making it an annual thing. Um, so that's something you can look forward to. I do. A, I show a lot of the process. So you get to hear a lot of like my songwriting process, a lot of half written fragments of songs. And I'm just, I use it because I'm there for a full one or two hours. I, I like to just share what I've got for the day and like fresh stuff tends to have a more exciting vibe when it's like just been written. So I, I love sharing that part. I think there's something special when a song is is super fresh. <laughs> Ooh, awesome. So if the listener wants to dive a little bit further into the songs than just the process they heard here today, that's the way to do so then. Yes, yeah. All right. All right. Well, Bex, I have had a wonderful conversation here so far. I have one last question. Are you ready for it? Yes. All right. So we have talked about this new album, The Challenges that you have put yourself through in order to create it. And otherwise, now finally, that it has come out to the world. What I would like to know now is through this process, through this year and a few months here, how has this time helped you grow as a person or what has it taught you about yourself? (laughs) Um, Well, it's definitely taught me that this is... This is definitely my passion in life is sharing and creating music, Um, which I know like in the past, I've gone through ups and downs of being like, maybe I'm not good enough. Maybe this is um, like, there's so many better people out there. Like, what am I even doing Um, when it's not about that? It's about um, like, it really, it really is a therapeutic process for myself. And I think as long as I'm finding value and meaning from it, then other people are going to connect with it too. And that's all that it is for us. That's what music is all about, is connection. How does one get better at something, too, is through practice. So you have to... You have to keep going. Even if it's not the best at the start, you have to work your way through. Maybe there's a couple of gems, like you mentioned, a few lines from the past you can pull. And then from there, you grow from there. You grow. And everybody's at different levels. Like, I want to share that just because, like, I've had some, like, mini breakdowns through the process of comparing myself. So I just want to share... For anybody that's um, going through, like wants to be a writer, but feels like, oh, I'm not good enough. Just, just keep doing it. Keep going little by little, step by step, baby steps and get off social media if you need to. And don't compare yourself to others because you have something special and unique to give. So everybody's got something different, different flavor. Exactly. And just keep going. (laughs) Very true. Very true. And remember that some people's opinions are just that opinions just because one person doesn't like you doesn't mean that another won't so just continue to go out there as i like to say find your roar and then let it out into the world Ooh, i love that so with that bex i have had a wonderful conversation and i want to thank you so much for joining me here today on the desert tiger podcast thank you so much for having me i had a pleasure being here as well Oh, Ambush, thank you for tuning on into this episode of the DTP with our guest today, Bex. And you can find Bex's latest singles 
Supergirl, Skyrocket, and the latest track of feelings right now. Over on your favorite music streaming service, when you're there, go ahead and hit follow because you don't want to miss out on Beck's upcoming album, Star Trails. Oh no, you definitely do not. And you also want to go ahead and follow Beck's on social media, right? So that you don't miss out on all of the other exciting things that are going to be happening coming your way from the Beck's camp, do you? No, not at all. So go ahead and do that. You can find links to do so in the description to the show. And with that, we have to thank Baxo one last time for joining us here on the DTP. We need to give a roaring DTP thank you as well to Carrie from Bad Parade for going ahead and setting this interview up. I need to go ahead and thank German from YPEditor.com for making everything sound so good. And one last time, once again, I need to thank you, the AM for tuning on into this episode of this show. If you've yet to join up with The Ambush, it's as easy as subscribing to the DTP, and you can also help us grow by sharing this episode, giving us a good old five-star review, ooh, by heading on over to deserttigermerch.com to cup yourself something to represent and support the show. Oh, oh, and with that, it's time that we say our bye-byes, but not before I tell you, go out. Find your roar and then let it out into the world. And until next time, bye bye and stay beautiful, Am. Ah. The Desert Tiger Podcast.